help you, but you're a girl. I'm a lot stronger than you think I am. Hello and welcome back to Hello. Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And this is our anniversary month. So we're going to be uh, reviewing Let Me In, which is the remake of Let the Right One In, which we did in our very first month. But first, let's do our 10 word reviews of movies that we have seen this week. Okay, Brennan, start us off with movie numero one. Numero one is The Amityville Horror. More like The Amityville Borer. Am I right? You really wrote that? Yeah, that was my review. Okay. Well, it was great. Um, mine is the original haunted house needs some much needed renovation. Ooh, that's good. It needs some shirtless Ryan Reynolds. Yes, it does. I mean, shirtless James Brolin is fine. He was good, but like, whatever. Okay, uh, second review: Rough Night. Uh, less weekend at Bernie's than I thought. Go, Kate McKinnon. Okay. Um, rough night. Girls just want to have fun and booze and debauchery. And it, and film in Long Beach. I wanted to put that in there, but it wasn't. It was more it than didn't words. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, we watched this. Uh, we watched Rough Night at a theater in Long Beach, and the part where they're supposedly in Miami walking down the street. It's literally they're on the street that goes to the theater we were sitting in. Yeah, and it was pretty surreal. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun though. It was awesome. There, there were there was a group of gr- ladies in the audience who, whenever like they would take coke or do shots or whatever, the audience ladies would go woo like they were actually there. They were just enjoying the coke through yeah through vision. Or it whatever. was a 4D experience. Yes. Anyway, okay, the book of Henry, not as fun bad as I was hoping, but still abominable. <laughs> um, Brennan's pick. I blame him <laughs> for a lost hour 40. I'm sorry. You um, should be. I'm still gunning for like 47 meters down. We'll watch that soon. Okay, good. Um, but you should read Dave Holmes's review of it in Esquire because it's really funny. What did he say? He said a lot of stuff. I'm not going to recite his review. Anyway, here is the plot of Let Me In. Bullied at school, neglected at home, and incredibly lonely. 12 years. <laughs> it sounds like a like a want, like a like one of those romantic misconnections ads. <laughs> on like Craigslist Yeah um, Like you were very sad I was very yeah. happy You were very young I was also young You farted on my hand On the bus And I returned the favor That's a real one Twelve year old Owen Spends his days Plotting revenge On his tormentors And spends his nights Spying on other residents Of the apartment Oh is that complex. why He plays with the knife Uh yeah Okay Well why was he like Threatening a girl No that's what the bully Said to him He called oh, okay, him a girl okay that makes sense I just thought he was, like, practicing date rape or something. Well, we'll get to that. Um, also, you know date rape doesn't involve, like, knives, right? It's, Whatever. It's some drugs. Some of, like, some type of forced non-consensual sex. Uh-huh. Anyway, let's not talk. Why, why are we talking about this? Because I was so confused at the beginning as to why he was running around playing with a knife. Uh-huh. Like, stabbing a tree and then talking. Like, he was saying, girl, okay? I know. So, in the absence of an actual, like, male... For him to mock? Uh-huh. I thought it was a girl. No, so did I. But then the bully started calling him that. And then it's like, oh, I understand now because I paid attention. Okay. Um, his sole friend is Abby, a strange girl who comes out only at nighttime. 
both outcasts, the two form a strong bond. When Abby's caretaker disappears amid a series of gruesome murders, Owen begins to suspect that she is hiding a terrible secret. Really? Yeah. So what do you think that secret is, huh? Um, I think that secret is that she's just a girl who wants to have fun. Okay. I think she's a werewolf probably. Why what would make you think that? All the pieces fall into place, you know? She only comes out at night just like werewolves. She likes to drink blood just like werewolves do probably. Really? <laughs> While they're eating the flesh. She uh, she has to be invited in just like werewolves if they're polite. That's the thing? No, I'm being funny. Oh. If, I'm, try- I'm trying to make a joke. Okay. I'll She's a Pokemon vampire. Go. Okay. I know. Ugh. <sighs> My, see, well, you don't a, think I'm funny because you don't pay attention, but no. you're wrong. <laughs> that joke went on way too long for it to be funny. Well, because you weren't responding, so I was waiting for you to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing now. Great. Um, um, but yeah, so this is the re- a remake of the uh, Norwegian film, not the right one in, which and we they watched. didn't change much except the language. Yes. Um, yeah. Which we reviewed in our very first month. Do you remember anything about that movie? Um, I remember being really surprised that she was not, in fact, a female. Oh, yes. Which is, there is one thing they changed because they did not in any way imply that she started off her mortal life as a boy. Uh, they kind of like alluded to that a little bit, but they didn't really take it anywhere. They Well, they used that line, but then uh-huh. they used it to say, like, I'm not a girl. I am a nothing. Mm-hmm. Instead of, like, I I have been castrated. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, that's that's a story for another time, as in last September. <laughs> yeah, check it out if you want to. Yeah, um, 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 they did change one thing. This movie is set in the '80s in New Mexico. I don't know why they changed the time period. They usually and re- why New Mexico? Does it snow that viciously in New Mexico? I guess so during winter, but they just wanted a bleak landscape, you know, okay. like like Norwegia. But there's so many bleak landscapes up north. Yeah, it could have Montana, been Minnesota. Um, what else is bleak? Michigan. Minnesota. Ohio. Minnesota. Why did you say Minnesota? Because you're not acknowledging it. The I need, I need um, approval. Okay. Wisconsin. Yeah. All those. Did places. we already say that? I don't know. Do you think I listen to you? <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. No. Um, 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 anyway. As always, we rate movies out of five on scariness, campiness, FX, and quality. What's your scariness score? Did this scare you at all? Two. Okay, yeah. I gave it two. Two out of and five. Did it screens. scare me, Brennan? Um, I mean, I've already seen it, so I knew like what to. You've seen. And I mean, you've seen this movie. I've seen this movie like year, like probably a decade ago at this point. Um, and I've seen this movie in the sense that I've seen Let the Right One In. Okay. So, um, like, there's nothing to be surprised about, like. No, you're right. Um, although, oh, another thing that cha- they changed is the title. It now it's called "Let Me In" because it's about the me generation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they put that much thought into They're it. They're so, oh, always taking selfies and devouring policemen and whatnot. <laughs> um, I actually gave it three out of five screens. Really, what scared you? Do you want to know why? Really, I do. That's why I okay. asked. What scared you? <laughs> yes, um, I do think. Um, while the original film is definitely more art housey, and I definitely believe the romance more in the Norwegian version, uh-huh. I think this one really made a point to kind of drive in the visceralness of their horror scenes. Viscerosity? What I don't know what the word is. Viscosity. Yes, the viscosity of the blood. Yes, all over her face. Um, 
I especially thought it was interesting. Um, the 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 old the old man who's like her caretaker when he's killing people. He wears this like garbage bag over his face with two eye holes cut out, and it's really creepy. It kind of reminds me of David Cronenberg's mask from Nightbreed, but clearly not as good because that mask is the best mask that ever masked. Um, but anyway, um, there and there's a scene where he um, kills this young man in a car that I find. In, I found incredibly like intense and visceral. I like that scene. I was rooting for him in that scene for the killer. It was yeah. It was like okay, how's he gonna get himself out of this one? You know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, I hope he doesn't get caught with these, you know, two troubled teens or whatever. Uh huh. This is gonna look bad. Mm-hmm. It's a real to die for situation. Well, yeah. Like I mean, you're found to be in someone's trunk. You're clearly not doing or not trunk. It was the back seat. Um, yeah, it with was like intense. a knife and some acid. I guess he had on his person. Yeah. So he just has that. He just walks around with that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, um, yeah. So I just gave it a two. Um, no, that's I liked, fair. It's 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 a slow movie. You're right. I liked the gore in this movie. It was a little probably like a step up. Um, yes. Uh, as to the like relationship between the characters, I think we can discuss that a little bit more later on quality. Okay, great. Um, so what's your campiness score? A one. Okay. Did it deserve anything else, Brennan? I gave it a two. For oh, this can't be. I just like I, I just didn't want to give it a one. <laughs> that's why, because you thought the movie was so good, it didn't deserve a one. No, I. Uh, I mean, that's fair because like the movie's well done, so it's not really it's not a campy movie, so you can't really like rate it on that. No, yeah, but there there is one sequence. That sequence that I was just talking about the 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 backseat killer in the car sequence. It's also pretty funny and awkward at the same time that it's visceral and kind of terrifying. <laughs> Because the killer's in the back seat. Uh, he's waiting to kill this teenager who's leaving, like, an arcade or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but the teenager actually... It's a liquor store. Was it? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, it's important to know. Okay. But the, the teenager, um, his friend stops him and, like, pick, gets a ride from him. So there are two kids in this car, which he, the killer did not anticipate. And he's just lying in the back seat. And the kid wants to adjust his seat so he has more leg room. And he ends mm-hmm. up crushing the killer with his, with his chair. Mm-hmm. And I was just very amused by that. And it's yeah. very awkward and also very intense because you know he's going to murder one or both of these children. <laughs> okay. Um, I found that to be comic relief. I don't think that's camp, though. I just want... I needed to put something. We always kind of argue about what the definition of camp is and also the definition <laughs> of effects. effects for some reason. <laughs> um, but also, he has a... Um, the kid, Owen, who's played by Cody Smith-McPhee, famed player of Nightcrawler and X-Men Apocalypse. Um, his mo- He has a Charlie Brown mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> his, his mom's okay. face is never shown. She's always, like, in the corner of the frame or in all blurry yeah okay that's a fair I, okay i would give you like a i would up my one to a two for okay that. cool because it totally makes sense why yeah because he's alone he's a loser yeah he, well he doesn't even have, his mom doesn't want to hang out with him yeah well he doesn't have a real parental figure in his life yeah. this is a world kind of ruled by children mm-hmm. because the adults aren't involved in their lives okay i mean i was just gonna say as a really absentee parent you know she doesn't really give a crap about him yeah, she just is on the phone with her divorced husband all the time. Yeah, and I mean, he was off just rolling around in, like, the winter snow, like, during blizzards, and his mother had no idea where he was. Yeah, those New Mexico blizzards. Also, I bet she talks to her husband more now than she did when they were married. Probably. she's just constantly on the phone. Worried about this kid, and now he's missing, okay, so you know she's going to blame it on him. 
Yeah, you know, or she's she going to be sad that she can't collect alimony anymore. Where do you think he was going? Uh, I don't know, Ohio? Maybe <laughs> the actual bleak landscape. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what's your effects score? My effects score, I gave it three. <gasps> so did I. Three out of five fangs. Three out of five fires. Okay. Is Was that what impressed you about this movie? Yeah, I really liked the fire scene. I think that was probably my favorite scene in the first one and also my where, favorite scene in this one. Where... um. The vampire girl, who's actually played by uh, Chloe Grace Moretz in this one, mm-hmm. she attacks a lady and she becomes a vampire, mm-hmm. and then she catches fire in a hospital bed when uh-huh. the nurse opens. The um, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the first one, didn't the woman ask like for the blinds to be open? Yes, she no, wanted to kill happen? herself. Okay, and in this one, she just um, it's kind of an accident. Yeah, because she was already like sucking her own blood. Yeah, right? she was chewing on her own arm and sucking out the blood. That was cool. That is the effect that st- struck me the most uh-huh. about that sequence. So grotesque. In the original movie, that sequence was really beautiful and creepy because she's just like this plume of flame. And this one, the flames are a little silly. Like, she just lights up like a matchstick box doused in gasoline, and the nurse also catches on fire. Well, the nurse is trying to, like, help her, like, put it out. And then she just, like, it starts with her arm, and then all of her catches on fire, and then she just falls to the floor. No, it's like she took a vodka shower before she went on her yeah. shift. She was very inebriated during that entire time. Probably. His blood alcohol content was very, very high. Look, being a nurse in New Mexico probably isn't as exciting as other places. I don't know. I love Santa Fe. Don't you? A little Santa Fe town? Have you ever been to Santa Fe? No, but that's the only city I know in New Mexico. What about Roswell? I've also never been there. It's where the aliens live. I don't believe in that. Okay. You don't have to. I believe in the Wiccans, though. I heard okay. about one on the radio. Moving the on. Um, I gave it three out of five fangs also, just because, I mean, this this movie, usually when an American movie remakes a foreign horror movie, they actually kind of make it more toothless. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they'll... They make it more generic. Yeah. Like, more palatable to general audiences. Like, they just try to fix it to whatever's hot right now in America. Like, I'm surprised that, you know, like, uh, the little girl didn't, like, glow with sparkles all over her when she was yeah, in the sun. you're right. I mean, that's not at all what I was trying to say, but thank you for making No, but that's what Americans point. do. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they water it down mm-hmm. because foreign films are generally known for being more, like, permissive with the types of sexuality that they show and nudity uh-huh. and gore and that kind of thing. But this one actually ups it all. There's... Totally random nudity where you just get to see like one boob of the lady across the street. Yeah, he's rear windowing her. He is while wearing the creepiest clear plastic mask. His mom should never have bought him that. Although he probably just stole the money from her purse and she didn't notice. Probably. Again, the mother was like inebriated the entire time, just praying to God and drinking wine. (laughs) Basically. That's the life though, right? (laughs) Praying to God and drinking wine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's the way Jesus wanted us all to live. Uh Uh-huh. I'm pretty um, sure it's in Corinthians. Yes. Oh, God. Okay. Um, one problem I had with the effects, which is the only problem I had. Oh, I, did I finish my thought? They just, I don't know. They pushed it to be more intense than the original, which is unusual. Okay. Before you go off on your whatever, okay. um, one thing that I thought was cool was, again, correct me if I'm wrong, okay. but in the original, they didn't have like a scary vampire girl, right? Like she wasn't really that different. You mean her face didn't change? Yeah. Uh, no. And this one, she looked like she was hit with a plague or something. Like she had bumps all over her face. Yeah. And like she visually changed. That was actually 
gonna be the problem that I yeah i figured up. that was gonna be your problem so i just yeah. wanted to lead with it okay that you liked it yeah a voice uh the devil's advocate here mm-hmm. little girl devil um i just thought well it was is a very buffy move like the vampire's face changes randomly when it's hungry or whatever uh-huh. but she turns into like the it, it looks more like a rage zombie from like 28 days later than a vampire okay and it, it, it was just kind of silly i didn't i didn't need it well, I mean, you didn't need it. You didn't know that you needed it, but you really did. Um, no, I think it's scarier if it's just a little girl who's devouring someone. I liked it if only because, like, they made it part of the, like, vampire character. Meaning that, like, when you saw blood and you knew you needed it, like, you become it and it kind of consumed you. Uh-huh. It was, like, an all-consuming characteristic of them. Okay. Because it happened to the lady in the, in the hospital room as well. Yes. Because, like, they completely drop any pretense of being, like, humanity. Yeah, and then, like, when she was in that mode, she was like, get away from me or leave. Or she told Uh the little boy something or other. Yeah, and that's when she ate the lady. Uh Uh-huh. Like, because she couldn't control it. Okay, I see what you're saying. Uh Uh-huh. I I just thought the specific effect was a little silly. Okay. But the idea is fine. (laughs) Okay. Although I still think it's creepier to watch a little girl just chomp it down on someone. Uh Uh-huh. I feel like that would have been too, but seeing as how they upped up the ante on everything else, no, like you're this right. is like the the result of that. Like you can't have the the cake without the eggs, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. I but I I do think this is the one case where it goes a little too far cuz for most of it, I really enjoyed the the newer like bloody more visceral version of it. Okay. Did you like my expression about cake and eggs? It was pretty good. All right. You can't make a cake without breaking a couple eggs or whatever right. it is they say. I've been trying to be folksy here. Uh huh. What I want to know is your quality score. Give it four. Really? I have no idea what I gave the original. Do you know what I gave the original? Could we look that up in the archives? Uh, I'll, I'll ask Jeeves. I will, I will. Hey Jeeves, what did Sergio <laughs> give it? Um, why did I give it a four? Yes. Uh, it's just it's a good movie. You know, I was bored a little bit during it, as you probably <laughs> noticed. <laughs> four out of five. <laughs> Your but, quality scores are always mystifying. Because the movie was well done. I may okay, have been right. bored during it, but I can, like, you know, game recognizes game. And this movie <laughs> looked spectacular. Okay. Are you saying you have game? I do. Like vampire game? I have movie game. Okay, you're right. I can recognize a good movie when I see it. Okay. I wasn't the one who was like, let's go see the Book of Eli. I was like, you know no, what? Let's go Book see Atomic Blonde. Oh, God. <laughs> There's too many men have books. You're right. We need more women with books. Yes. God, Eli, this Mormon dude, uh, Henry we've already talked about. It is more like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer than it is a family movie. Yeah. We're not talking. Let's talk about Let Me In. I couldn't load the old podcast, so I don't know what you gave it. Oh, okay. you know what? Uh, it's on my iTunes. What did you give it? This one? Uh-huh. Um, Let Me In. Uh, I gave it three out of five Unlucky Stars. I would have given it a four, but I don't know. I think it was just because I've seen this story before. Mm-hmm. Like, I do think it was well made. Um, it's very American mm-hmm. in that the intense parts are more intense, yet less willing to go there in terms of controversy because mm-hmm. they, they don't have the gender thing with they the child. No. Um, they stray even further from the original kind of like pedophiliac source material. Uh-huh. 
Um, not that I, not that I want pedophiles in my movies, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying, even though the content was more toothless, the scenes were bloodier and more intense. Mm-hmm. And like on the flip side of that, the subtleties are less subtle, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I definitely enjoyed it. It's more entertaining than the original, okay. even if it's less satisfying. I agree. Okay. Well, I mean, like whenever you're comparing something to the original, for whatever reason, the original is always going to be better. I don't know about that. I How about oh, Mad like Max original, versus Mad Max Fury Road? The original I just want more will always be given the benefit of a doubt because it did it first. You're okay? right. Like you can always look at a finished product and be like, you know what? I can improve it by X and I can do Y to it. It's like, you know what? Hindsight is twenty twenty. You can't really say. Okay, you're that, right. You know, it's better because of this. The original will always just have that advantage. Because it has the advantage of being unique yes. like of being the first thing to come up with that idea yes okay like i i do think some remakes improve on the originals um but this was this was kind of like a, a trade-off like some things were better and some things are worse uh-huh. and that's fine like the pool scene was not as good you're right it wasn't because that was the one scene the one thing i probably disliked about this movie more than the other one is i feel like this one's probably a lot darker in terms of like just the visuals yes not that like the deaths were darker although they were a little bit more violent um and we were. touched on that i mean just like the screen was darker at times yeah the screen is kind of orange a lot of the time like very gas lamp lit instead of like the bleak pure snowy whiteness of norway mm-hmm. it's like why have all the snow if you're not going to use it yeah in the original one i remember the last scene um it was you know the scene where the dudes get killed uh spoilers uh, uh. um and i remember it was like in a very brightly lit um pool room yes and you could see everything and you saw under the water and you saw when like a head hit the water and you yeah. saw when she broke in and in this one, like, the only thing you really saw, well, I mean, you saw, like, body parts fall in the water. Um, and I thought it was cool how, like, she broke the glass to get in, I guess. And, like, the I glass so. shattered into the pool. I thought that was that cool. That was cool. Um, but overall, I thought that that scene was probably the weakest of the movie for me. Yeah. No, cause, because the in the original, that scene is incredibly visceral and yet subtle because mm-hmm. you get the implications of all the mass violence that's going on. Uh-huh. Like, you get to see, like... I think you get to see a severed limb or head or of some kind sinking to the bottom of the pool. Uh-huh. But you see it from the kid's perspective and you can't see above the level of the pool uh-huh. water. So you're seeing like people getting like dunked in the water and falling around, but you don't yeah. see what's happening. Uh-huh. And subtlety is not this movie's strong suit. So uh-huh. that scene doesn't work. Yeah, if I were to like advise the filmmakers for you know the next remake of this movie, I would say <laughs> let her in is what that one's called. Yes, um, or just like let the vampire in, <laughs> let the girl in. Um, no, uh, I would advise them to either make the room brightly lit or to allow us to see what's above the water, because I feel like there's no really there's no way to improve upon the first one. Yeah, because the subtlety of that scene. You can't redo it. Yeah. So just go for it. Yeah. Just let us see what's above the water. Let's see. Let's see the Play apart the kimono. <laughs> let's see the little girl. Um, just you know, destroy them. That would be pretty cool. Who would be cast in that role today? Today, I was t- I was at, during the movie. I was saying that the part of the boy would be played by that kid from Stranger Things. So it'd be Barb. Barb would be the vampire girl. No, they're not the same age at all. I mean, maybe ele- it'd be Eleven from Stranger Things. Millie Bobby Brown. Eleven would be good. She'd she be really would good. be good. Um, but I was saying the kid, Finn Wolfhard, the kid with the like 
greasy black hair who's like the main kid uh-huh. would be perfect in the the boy role. Okay. Um I don't think we can do better than Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> Maybe um the girl from Logan? Uh Daphne Keene. She was great. I think Millie Bobby Brown or whatever is probably better. Uh-huh. I'm trying to know. think of other like mainstream child actors right now. I don't know. Kavanjane Wallace. Is she still a child? Uh she probably isn't. Ariana Grande? She is not a child. That she would be. She has that permanent, like, childlike look face, though. Yeah, but she's got the boobs, and the whole point of this is like that. It's kind of like a pre-sexual love story. Okay. Um, who else has kids? I mean, we've been getting ooh, um, Angari Rice from the Nice Guys. No. Okay, I'm just listing awesome child actresses, but you're right. I think um, Blue Ivy. It could be Blue Ivy. <laughs> okay, sure. I have not seen her perform except in her mother Beyonce's uh, countdown video in which she is pregnant. In which she is but a fetus. Yeah, she's a fetus, but she's in it. <laughs> anyway, uh, we lost the track of what's happening. Um, we got to Beyonce again. You know? I know. We always seem to end up here. Really? Yeah. I'm sure it's happened at least half a dozen times. You're right. I did make a who run the world joke during this movie. <laughs> um, I think that's the end of this conversation. It's It's... This one is a pretty direct comparison. Yeah, because, I mean, that's what we're doing, right? Is that what we're going to be doing for all of them, like comparing them to the originals or to whatever inspired them? Yeah, pretty much. But I guess, spoiler alert, this is the only remake we're watching. We're going to be doing sequels and then, like, related movies, but this is the only, like, direct remake of the same story we're watching. So this one's a little bit dry. Yeah. So it's kind of, like, is more of a comparison than a review because, like, what it's the same movie. Uh Uh-huh. How much, um, what'd you think of the cast in this one? I know we just spent talking about uh-huh. like what the remake would have. Um, I didn't love Chloe Grace Moretz in what? this role. What? Um, I think she, I warmed up to her. Uh-huh. Um, I thought like when she was doing like kind of the, the cute playful side of the monster, it was cool. But when she was being like brooding and mysterious, I was like, you're just Chloe Grace Moretz kind of just standing there. And it, she's not as uncanny, but that might just be because I'm familiar with who she is. Okay. I disagree. I liked both her and the like little oily kid. Um, <laughs> Cody Smith McPhee. Yeah. Uh, they were both pretty great. You know, um, I only, I'm sure that, you know, Cody Smith McPhee bays regularly and is not oily, uh-huh. but that's what his character was. You yes. know, he yeah. was the dweeby kid. Uh, I thought the bullies were a little bit annoying. Yeah, um, one uh, of the one of the bullies is played by Dylan Minnette from Don't Breathe and Goosebumps, and also Thirteen Reasons Why. Oh yeah, that show that everyone talked about, and I don't think anybody watched. I saw it completely. I saw it in its entirety. Did you love it? it um, give me Thirteen Reasons Why you liked it. Um, why do I like Thirteen Reasons Why? No, give me Thirteen Reasons Why you liked Thirteen Reasons Why. Um, the boy. There Dylan was a Minnette. gay. There was a gay? Uh-huh. Great. I love that. There was a Hispanic gay. That's pretty cool. Um, I love origi- both of those The things. original gay that I mentioned was actually um, probably bi. Okay. So, so that's really a fourth gay. thing. <laughs> okay, moving Being on. Being bi counts <laughs> for two on, things, okay? So that allows me to give me to four. Okay. Um, um, 
I think that's the end of our discussion of this movie. No, the bullies. I liked the bullies more in the original. That's what I was getting at with that. You liked them more than the original? I liked them more in the original. Oh, okay. Especially because there was that one kid who was not into the bullying. Yeah. And he just left crying and alive at the end. Mm -hmm. And this one, all of the bullies seemed equally bad. Yeah, they were messed up. And one of the bullies had a big brother. I think that was true in the original. I think it was true, too. It was so long ago. That was our second episode. After, right after Dracula. <laughs> so we get to see Dracula Untold next. Uh, that might be okay, actually, but we're not doing that. Um, anyway, I will be telling you what we're watching next week after I tell you how to contact us. If you've seen Let Me In or Let the Right One In, tell us your thoughts on Twitter <laughs> at Scream101Pod, on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. You can email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. I love to get emails. I will respond within minutes, probably, because <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll be so excited. Um, and you can find us on iTunes. Subscribe or interview us. Give us five stars because it's our anniversary month, and we need more people to listen to the show now. Yeah, I mean, we've been we've, doing this for years now. Yeah, this is the second year of the show has reached a conclusion, so I need something to show for it, you know? <laughs> I need a ninth <laughs> review. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... Uh, we are watching next week. We're going to be watching a Dark Castle movie that we missed during the month that we did Dark Castle movies. Uh-huh. And that is Orphan, which was pretty much suggested to us by our friend and listener, Matt. So thank you for that. I'm excited. I like that director. He did the uh, the House of Wax remake and he did The Shallows, both of which I enjoyed greatly. Um, Sergio. <laughs> what? I was talking about Orphan, and it's from the director of The Shallows and House of Wax. What about? I got an email right now. Yeah? See, you're not the only one who replies instantly to emails. Okay. I got an email. Like, it's about a potential job with the graduate department. So, you know, I got to. Okay. Okay. I got to get on that. (laughs) Fine. Congratulations. I mean, I'm not in it yet. I just have it. Whatever. So going to apply. Okay, our theme song is A Beat For You by Pseudo Echo. Oh, I love um, The Shallows. Yeah. Good. It was so good. Can we review that just like for funsies? Mm, Don't you own it? I do own it. Or are we just not going to review it for funsies? I'll think about it. It's like a positive review. It'd probably be our first one in a long time. (laughs) This one was pretty positive. It was pretty positive. But again, we compared it to the original. And like, again, you know, comparing... an Instagram picture to the Mona Lisa is always going to leave the Mona Lisa looking better. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to do a reversal and say <laughs> that it was looking worse. No, I'm saying uh, the Mona Lisa has a beautiful smile. But she doesn't smile. It's a half smile. It's a smirk. Whatever. Um, you know she's plotting some oh evil God. with Our that. Our theme song is a beat for you by Pseudo Echo. Thank you so much for listening and good luck on your journey. Yes, and if you've been with us for another year with me as host, thank you so much for putting up with me and my nonsense. <laughs> yes. Um, I now appreciate it so much. You have a little 30-minute slice of what I deal with every day. <laughs> hey, you signed up for this. I did. And you renew that contract daily. These people have the option to check out and check out forever. You're right. Please don't. Please keep listening. I hope you (laughs) like the show. Let us know in the reviews. Bye. Bye. He likes hearing themselves speak. Yeah, well, you don't have to hear it. You just have to talk, and I have to listen to it. You better fucking enjoy it. I will if you talk into the mic. Okay, um, so... Now it's loud. love balloons. <laughs>
You okay? Are you ready is the question. I am ready. I'm always ready. All right. So, Sakatumi. Hello. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Dave. And we are the co-hosts of Cast Party. It's a freewheeling pop culture conversation. I am an online media mogul. And I'm not. I'm a drama teacher. Yes. He, in fact, my drama teacher. We kind of transplant the conversations that we have every time we hang out and do a podcast, and we hope you like it. Check it out. Enjoy. At podpeople.me. That was, that was really fun and not awkward at all. <laughs> Bye.